Hey, it's the end of the world now, haven't you heard? This is Caleb and Marcus Uncensored, bringing you another awesome quarantine episode. How are you doing, Marcus? I am doing great. I, um, I can't wait for this week's episode. I think I have a really, really good article. And I think I got a pretty good quote, so I can't wait. How about you? I'm doing great. We'll we'll get to that in a second. But uh, how are you doing? How's how's your life right now? It's good. It's good. I uh, we went on a hike yesterday, so that kind of raised my spirits a little bit. Oh, that's you know. really nice. Uh, we actually went on a hike hike yesterday as well. Where did you guys go? Uh, so as you probably know, I used to do taekwondo. There's a path near there that my dad used to run, so we, we just headed over there. It wasn't really a hike, it was more like a long walk, it, about just a two-hour walk, you know, on that path. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. We're uh, currently working on trying to hike the whole Appalachian Trail in Maryland, and so that's what we were doing yesterday. We went from about the middle, or not today, but collectively over the past couple of weeks we've gone from about the middle of maryland all the way down to the west virginia side um and actually tell you an interesting story because there's this there's a town on the other side of i believe it's the potomac river called harper's ferry i'm sure you've heard of it and normally if you want to cross from the maryland side to the west virginia side there's a bridge but guess why we couldn't cross the bridge. And this is crazy, because I never thought you'd hear about this happening today. Was it, wait, to, uh, was it flooded? I know it rained a lot yesterday. No, it happened It happened a couple months ago. A train was derailed, like it was thrown off the track really? on the bridge. Yeah, and it wiped out the, the walking side, so you couldn't cross it because a, a train had crashed and crushed the bridge. Have you seen it like on the news or whatever? Have you have you checked? It was yeah, I checked a couple of news sites. It was it wasn't nobody got hurt and it just kind of fell off the edge, but the pictures were crazy. I mean, you kind of think of a train falling off of, you know, a bridge as kind of like a western movie thing. You never think yeah, of it yeah. happening now, but yeah, there were pictures of like cars in the water and it kind of like hanging off the edges. It was crazy. Yeah, like just the other day, I I was joking about like putting a penny on the tracks. Now I feel kind of guilty. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't. I don't think uh, normal pennies throw them off. But yeah, what if it was yeah, like yeah. some Western villain, gunslinging, bandana wearing, you know, action man, action man. Well, we need action man to catch the person. You know, with everyone, yeah. with everyone wearing the bandanas, um, it'd be it's a pretty good time to commit a crime since you really don't know who anyone is since everyone's wearing a mask. Exactly. I was telling my dad just the other day, he looked like he was about to stick up the guys at Home Depot because he went in with the bandana because we don't have any masks. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, uh, shall we head on to articles? Or That's great. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so my article, let me just pull it up real quick. So this is just an interesting one because this guy, he seems so smart, but at the same time, just so dumb. So he actually said gravity is not real. And, um, just give me one second. It said, uh, Gabriel Burdett has a deg- has degrees in education, applied scripture, and physics. He has in physics. And he said that gravity is just, it's not real. And that actually, uh, it is God pushing things back down to earth. 
he said his proof was that angels can fly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that Jesus ascended and that he, he flew and that the devil is down below, which, and also he said that sparks go up, which is interesting proof, but. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's actually kind of crazy. I mean, obviously we're, we're both Christians and we both go to church. So we both believe that, yeah, God made gravity, but it is a natural force and it is provable. And that just seems kind of crazy, but it's funny that someone would point to something like, like angels flying and say, well, gravity can't be real because, you know, angels can fly. It's, it's like I mean, gravity can't be real because birds fly. Exactly. Yeah. Because birds fly and that must mean gravity isn't real or because hot air balloons lift off the ground. That must mean that gravity isn't real. That's just kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now also, he said that sparks fly, which I don't understand how that sort of uh, proves his point that God is pushing things down. Uh, yeah, because I guess if God was pushing things down, then sparks would should go down, I guess. Um, yeah, but well, I think one of my favorite things, a little bit off topic here, but I guess this whole thing is off topic. One of my favorite things is at night when you're sitting and watching a fire and you see the sparks going up and it's dark except for the fire and the sparks mm-hmm. moving up i think that's like really amazing that's that's probably one yeah. of my favorite thing parts about campfires i recall one time i had i went down a zip line while holding a stick that was burning and you could just see the sparks fly the whole way that's awesome that seems like that seems like a good way to like get yourself hurt or or burn something down but that just seems awesome to zip line with fire for Sparta. Sparta. But yeah. I think I think there's there's an idea there. What if what if you started a company that was just you giving people zip line rinds, but you know, you got like fireworks or something and, and they kind of like exploded around you. Would that be too dangerous if you took um a zip line ride through fireworks? Yeah. Actually I believe one of my aunts, she got on my dad's side. Uh, but she got um she got too close to like a firework. It had already gone off and like sprinkled down, and she was too close to the lake that all the little ashes were going down on. And she still has like a big scar just because she got like ba- barely touched by this tiny little like firework ash that had already been set off. Wow, that's that's kind of traumatic. Yeah, so I guess giving people zipline rides through exploding fireworks, well, extremely cool, probably wouldn't be safe. Yeah, no, it'd be like a stunt kind of thing in a movie. Though, what if you put them in, like, glass capsules, you know? Like, um, those things that you ride up and down, ski slopes, what are they called? It's a ski lift? Yeah, ski lifts. Like, ski lifts, except they were kind of, like, enclosed in, like, little glass bubbles, and there are fireworks shooting around you, and you got to ride through fireworks. That'd be pretty cool. That would, that'd be pretty cool, but I guess that's sort of like the whole, uh, like, underwater, like, the tunnels do the, um, I forgot the word now. It's the, it's the glass thing that holds fish. Fish tanks? Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's the, like, aquarium, sorry, my bad. The uh, the aquarium, like, that's just sort of the whole thing. Or, or you could take, like, a tunnel, like, a glass tunnel, do, like, a big fire, a big thing of fire. That that would be cool. 
Yeah. That'd be cool. You know, the, the, the aquarium, our local aquarium, has, like, a night where you can sleep with the sharks. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to the Baltimore Aquarium, but they have the, um, I'm sure you have, I think we've actually gone with you. Um, but they have their shark exhibit. There's a tunnel that goes through it. I guess it's actually a winding staircase, which like leads out into kind of like a, a glass tunnel. And I think at least one night you can sleep in that tube with all the sharks swimming around you. And I don't know about you, but I don't think I would do that. That, that would freak me out. I think that, well, I, I, well, I definitely, I do seem to recall a memory of not wanting to go in there. But then again, I was scared of the orangutans at the zoo. I thought they were going to come out and, like, kill me or something. Orangutans? So, you know. All those big, like, monkeys, they're kind of scary. I mean, they're, like, incredibly strong, and I, I would not want to would not yeah. want to fight one. Yeah. Now, now, now the only reason I don't go in there is because it smells so bad. Yeah. But, you know, I had to go for a um, a field trip for school, and I was in there for, like, 30 minutes because I had to do, like, a 30-minute observation thing on them. Oh, I'd never again. In a fight between a shark and an orangutan, who's going to win? Well, the orangutan would either drown or the shark would, I guess, drown if, on air. If they, were in, if, if they were in a watery arena in which the shark could... And the orangutan could swim mm-hmm. if 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 yeah. was a good swimmer. Like if the orangutan had gills, who's winning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the shark can do some big. Da- the shark can do some damage, but I guess the uh, the orangutan would. Mm, that's a, that's a tough call. I would probably say the orangutan, just because it it would it would probably uh just kind of. defend itself against the shark yeah i think i'm going with the shark actually it seems like if the shark got a good bite in that that could really Mm -hmm. really take out the orangutan yeah i mean if you take if you take out the orangutan's legs well i mean yeah well that this conversation conversation took an interesting turn we went from gravity to uh shark versus orangutan true that you know, one thing yeah. one thing about your your original article makes me think, or m- reminds me of, you and I are both huge Calvin and Hobbes fans, or we have listeners out there that haven't read Calvin and Hobbes, you now have something to do during quarantine, because you basically have to. They're, I think they're the greatest comics ever written. Yeah, yeah. But there's one... Yeah. There's one scene where Calvin is rollerblading and he rollerblades into the kitchen and he says, Mom, did you know that space is like a big bed? Um, And you can think of planets as bowling balls in the bed. And when the bowling ball pushes down the bed, it makes a dip. And that's like the gravitational pull of a planet. It's like the dip that a bed makes when you put a heavy object on it. And then he goes... And by the way, or speaking of gravity, I dropped a pitcher of lemonade while I was rollerblading around the kitchen. And as Calvin's mom is mopping up, she goes, how can a kid be so smart and yet so dumb? And that kind of reminded me of that. That's basically like the story of my life. I mean, very smart, but just kind of dumb at the same time. Actually, uh, this quote page that I get my quotes from um the quote so i have a quote right and it's exactly below one from bill watterson yeah so if you don't mind me taking a break just for a moment uh this isn't my quote this isn't my real quote but 
The sure sign that intelligent life exists elsewhere in the universe is that it has never tried to contact us. Well, I feel like Bill Watterson is very interested in space, you know, spaceman spiff and all that. Yeah. That that's true. I think I think the context of that was it was Calvin looking down at kind of um some pieces of trash littered on the ground and he's he, yeah, he he says that and I always find the Bill Watson's ability to write comics that are not only funny but also like intelligent extremely impressive. Like a lot of times you can get pretty dumb comics and stuff like that. Um Sorry, I'm in my dad's office, and he's getting a phone call, so that's why you're probably hearing ring in the background. Very yeah, professional, no I know. So, his, Calvin Hobbes' ability to be, or the author of Calvin Hobbes' ability to be both intelligent and funny is very impressive. And the other thing I love about it is, I feel like every time I read it, I get more, I get, like, more jokes, or it becomes funny even though i've read the same comics lots of times like i thought they were hilarious when i was eight and i think they're hilarious now that i'm 16 and every time i read i just kind of get a little bit more of a joke or you know get a little bit more of why something is funny and it's just really special in that way yeah exactly uh his jokes a little more sophisticated there are some strips that i don't really comic strips that i haven't really uh i can't really name the times but the thing is it seems there's like two jokes in it. There's like a eight year old joke and like a fifteen year old joke. There's I don't know. There's like two jokes in the same strip, which I find quite impressive. Yeah, the fact that they're both funny and um, intelligent is is something you basically never see. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like sometimes comic strip creators just get lazy and they they just kind of either repost the same content over and over again or it just doesn't really become that funny or you know original anymore so i feel but i feel like bill watterson really does a good job of uh keeping a storyline going first off and also just sort of uh coming with new original stuff every single day yeah my my comic book collection consists of only two things calvin hobbs and garfield and they're kind of at the very opposite end of the spectrum calvin hobbs is very intelligent and you know thought out and garfield is just it basically feels like it was written by a robot because it's the same jokes over and over and i kind of i I like them both um and garfield's nice when i like literally don't want to think about anything that just kind of like read some some nonsense for pages but garfield is a good example of something that's just basically the same jokes over and over yeah, just sort of like slapstick, someone falls off the table, someone gets hit in the face, yeah. I don't know, just stuff like that. You know, speaking of a great comic, have you ever read Ten Ten? The Adventure of Ten Ten? Yes, I have. For for listeners out there, um, I would highly recommend Ten Ten. It is it's 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 more of a graphic novel more than like a comic book, so it's not as maybe funny as um Calvin and Hobbes or something like that, but it is fantastic. It it really is. I haven't read it since I was like eight, but I still remember just enjoying pretty much every second of it. Have you ever seen the movie? No, I was doing something else at the time that my brothers were watching the movie. Oh, that yeah, that stinks. The movie is great. Also, more quarantine homework, listeners. You can uh, you should go home and, and watch the the Tintin movie. I believe it's free on Amazon Prime. So. That that's a great movie as well. 
uh, even more homework, you should uh, consider subscribing to us. <laughs> um, yeah, you should do that too. Smash that like button, please. Hit that subscribe button. Yeah. And notification bells. That's out of your old. That's out of your old YouTube days, eh? My old YouTube days. Yeah. Okay. Well, I enjoyed those while they lasted. Yeah. Uh, are you saying they're over now? Um. Yeah. They're over. I think so. Okay. Well, uh, we're gonna take a break, and when we're back, we'll do Wikipedia roulette. Quotes of the week and emails. See you guys in a second. Okay. I would like to apologize because I know that it's been a while since I've uploaded a video. School, school, school stuff got in the way, 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 way. And we'll get right into it. Welcome back to Kilb and Marcus Uncensored. Um, you know, Marcus, normally I don't love getting the list, giving the listeners a peek behind the curtain that is the production of this podcast, but... You know, I realized I just forgot to play the break music, so you'll have to add that in without the normal, um, sound thingy. I do normally enjoy the, uh, the addition of that break music, but I'll add that in when time comes. Yeah, I'm about to say, don't worry, listeners, it'll still be there when you guys listen to it. Oh, we just forgot to do it in our respective studios. Okay, are you ready for another round of Wikipedia Roulette? Would you like to go first? Um, sure, I will go first. So, I got this thing called a sump pump. I, I don't know, I just find it funny because it rhymes and sounds cool. So, it's basically just a pump that people have, and it removes water into a water-collecting sump basin. <laughs> And I feel like there's just some lazy dude who is like, you know what? It dumps water. Let's just call it a sump. Somebody who just wasn't very creative and just... It's like whenever you're rhyming or whatever and you run out of real words and you start just putting words on or putting letters in front of the word you want to rhyme. And it doesn't necessarily make sense. You just, you know, trying to rhyme. It's like dog, oh, fog, nog, zog. It doesn't really make sense, but you gotta rhyme it. I feel like at some point, Dr. Seuss was like, you know what? This is this is too hard. I'm just gonna make up new words and become famous like that. Yeah, I love that move. If you, if you have a word, or if you're trying to describe something and you don't have a word for it, just make up your own word. I always yeah. found it crazy that Shakespeare would do that. He'd just be like, oh, I need a word for that. Let me just make something up. Mm-hmm. Because at the like right now, it's I mean we we use that word a lot, but the thing is, then it was like, I mean no one used that word, so no nobody really knew of it and knew what it meant, so we just you know made it up. Yeah, maybe maybe we should make up our own words and start using them on the show. We can have our own secret language, so we can be doing a podcast that makes sense to nobody but ourselves because we've made up our own little language. That'd be great. Well, back to Calvin Hobbes. Uh, uh, Hobbes said that he knew um, that like tigers had words for smells, which I find sort of an interesting concept. But you know, like I think I believe he said snippet and brunky or something. Yeah. Wet leaves are very snippet, but the fire is brunky. Yeah, I think that's a which, great idea. I think the words, like. I don't know, but I think the word snippet really does describe wet leaves yeah. quite well. 
I think we should start making up words for 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 smells. What's we really what, should. What's the word? What's the um what's the smell of the orangutan cage? Horrible. <laughs> yeah, I guess I kind of set your set you up for that one. It's a, a softball lobbed in. Okay, what yeah. about what's the smell of of new paint or or drying paint? Um, I'd say it's very in one word though. Snorkish. Snorkish. Snorkish, yeah. Because it's no, it's because the words like kind of like weird and distorted. It, wet paint smells very weird and distorted. I guess. Snorkish. I like that. Snorkish. Yeah, that that's that's pretty good. Hmm. What what's another? What is a dry erase marker? What does that smell like? Um. Hmm. I'm I'm not very good at thinking up words that's, that that are like smells on the spot. It's kind of like sharp and yeah, almost a little bit. Yeah, it's like sharp. So it's like German word. Narp. Yeah, that narc, yeah. So, well, the thing is, I find it funny because we don't we don't have words for smells, so what we do is we just go in with, like, ingredients in it. It's like, it smells vinegary, because, you know, there's, like, vinegar. Like, yeah, we compare it to other smells. Because we're just making up new words for the smells. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's weird that when we say vinegar, we not only mean, like, the, the liquid vinegar, but we also need, mean the taste of vinegar and the smell of vinegar. It's like we have these, we have whole, like, experiences wrapped up in a word, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's not just, it's not just an apple. It's not just the object apple. It's the smell of the apple. It's the taste of the apple. It's, you know, what an apple looks like. It's all these things kind of wrapped up in one word. And it's weird. That's actually a really good point, yeah. It's weird if we if we try to separate that. Should we um should we think up a smell and have a emails listener the e- the sorry the listeners email in what they in one word describe that smell in a in a Calvin Hobbes esque manner. Yeah, we got we got to keep the uh, we got to keep the emails going. Yeah, what's a what's a what's a good smell that we could try to have them describe? I don't know, wet grass. That's a good one. Okay. Or like no no, like freshly mowed grass. Freshly mowed grass. Okay, that's a that's a challenge for the listeners. Email us in in one word what wet grass smells like. I think that's a pretty good challenge. Alright. Uh you wanna go ahead with your with your uh, Wikipedia? Yeah. Now Thanks. I found I found a very interesting one um called the timeline of apple products like apple really? like the wow. phone the phone company yeah. and they're pretty standard ones you know the the apple which was their original computer the imac the macbook air macbook pro ipad iphone ipod ipod touch apple tv apple watch but i'm gonna list off some of the ones i didn't know about or hadn't heard of the the apple quick take what do you what think that does uh, is it like a video camera? Yeah, that's what I kind of thought. This says it's a iPod slash computer product, so that's not very descriptive. But they have they have a um they have a product called Magic, and then later it was just Magic Two. Like that's just a product that they have. It's just called Magic. All right. Uh, what what does it do? I don't know. It's labeled as a comp- computer peripheral. I I don't know what that is to be honest. So yeah. 
just magic. I like the idea of them copywriting that, then trying to sue people anytime they use the word magic. Like, no, you can't use that. We already copyrighted it because we have a computer peripheral called magic. Yeah, uh, that actually, it's like, sort of like the happy birthday song. So I just looked up what a peripheral is. Mm-hmm. It's any, um, it's used to enter information instructions to a computer for like storage. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I get it now. It's like a computer mouse. It's a peripheral because it's not part oh. of the actual computer. Okay. You use it to like control the computer or enter information through like using you. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's so like a k- keyboard or, yeah. The airport, that's another computer peripheral, but that sounds like an ancestor to the AirPod, the airport. Actually, I would think that the airport is sort of like, well, not the like the plane airport. I was, I would sort of say that the airport sounds like a, um, it's like an adapter. It's like if you need to plug in a USB plug, but you don't have like a USB port or whatever. So it sort of seems like that. Mm-hmm. And then the I life and I work and as well as I sight, lots of I things they have there. Does it say what they are? Um, they're all computer peripherals. That's what it says. Oh, maybe the eyesight's like a camera. Yeah, yeah stuff like that. that. Yeah, these, there are lots of Apple products I didn't know about. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll have to have to look into some of the more interesting ones later. Um, would you like to read out your quote of the week? Uh, yes. So, my quote before you judge a man, walk a mile in his shoes. After that, who cares? He's a mile away, and you've got his shoes. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny. That's that's clever. And I think that's the first quote, um, not about somebody dying, that you've given. So that's pretty good. Thank you. I just find that it's funny because I I do enjoy when... I, I sort of like it when people take, you know, like a, an expression, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, take a long walk of, off of a short pier. Anyway, they take an expression, and they sort of make it realistic. Mm-hmm. I'd find that really funny. And then they, they sort of, like, analyze it. They, they sort of, like, cherry-pick the parts that they need to analyze to make it funny. I, mm-hmm. I just enjoy that. Yeah. This is going to be ba- a complete rant, but the one thing I don't like is boat analogies. Now, you might call me crazy, but... You know, boatophobic. Whatever, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A boat idiomophobic. Whatever floats your boat, don't like it. It's like swimming upstream, don't like it. Just go with the flow, don't like it. You know, just none of those. I don't like any of them. Yeah. Oh, the one I the one I hate the most is different strokes for different folks. For some reason, I just really dislike that saying. And if you could see me right now, I'm waving my hands in, in frustration because lots of people say it and it really annoys me. I just Yeah, my mom, my mom said that like two days ago. Yeah, um, sometimes my family goes out of the way, out of their way to think up different boat analogies just to annoy me. But I really do not like boat analogies and I don't know why. A rising tide lifts all boats. Now you're just looking them up. That's, that's just, that's just cruel. Yeah. So we are running short on time, so I'm just going to read the email real quick that we got. I Um, noticed you said email singular because we're only getting one email. People should email us some 
some more. Yes, please. Remember, uh, wet grass. What does it smell like? Come up with your own word. Don't look it up. Okay, so Adam, he responded to our first podcast, our first episode, um, when we asked, email in with things that you've gotten stuck up your nose. Well, he said, you know, a good podcast, whatever. I got a pickle stuck up my nose. Um, the other email that we got, it was about someone getting a pee stuck up their nose. Didn't mm-hmm. come out for a week. A pickle stuck up the nose? And I thought the pee for the week in the nose, I thought that would, you know, be on purpose. But a pickle up the nose. Yeah. Well, I'm just imagining one of those big, one of those big long green ones. That, you know, the really long, the dill pickles that you would have with, like, a, a burger or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. just with, like, half it up your nose and half it out. Like, that seems like the only way you possibly could have gotten that stuck up your nose if you put it there on purpose. But, I just know. realized. Do you think he was talking about, like, a pickle slice? Maybe. Oh, like, one of the round ones. Yeah, that that definitely mm-hmm. could be it. I don't know. But it still seems odd that, that somehow you get that stuck up your nose. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well... I just feel like we got some pretty good listeners because they got some pretty, pretty good stories. We've got some pretty odd listeners who have lots of weird things stuck up their nose. So I guess I was the one who started the things stuck up the nose conversation. So I guess I'm really to blame here. Well, thank you so much for emailing. We're, we're just starting out. So we really appreciate people getting getting in touch. You know, don't hesitate to email us a funny story or a question you'd like us to discuss. We, we really appreciate your input and your participation uh you can email us at caleb marcus uncensored at gmail.com i repeat caleb and marcus uncensored at gmail.com no caps no spaces no nothing just all lowercase um you can also find us on the bigger sites spotify apple podcasts google podcasts or you can just go to anchor.fm slash caleb marcus uncensored we really appreciate people uh listening to us And uh, that's all we have for this show. I will talk to you next Monday, Marcus. See you later. Yep.